Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Hey, friends. Uh, welcome here to another episode of Your Uncommon Lunchbox with your host, Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Safright. Today, we have on with us Lee Brown to talk social media and social media content. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and introduce Lee a little further here, and let's jump in and uh, figure out how to get the social media rocking. Yeah. So, Lee, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us uh, um, where you are, what you do, like you know, just just give us some info, and then we can uh, get rocking from here. Well, of course, if we're going to talk social, I would normally be on video, but as I am an actual practicing realtor, I had to pop and roll to get somewhere by noon. I am a realtor in Concord, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte. I've been a full-time professional for 21 years, and I started using video 12 years ago in my business. I was one of the first people to take the risk of putting my face and hair out there on social media. And frankly, if you don't look back at yourself and cringe, you haven't come very far. But in addition to all my cringeworthy early stuff, I've sold a ton of property by being visible and creative and very relational on social media. I am also a volunteer junkie, a junkie for ethics and fair housing in our business. I do education and training, and I have two teenagers and a husband and three cats. Nice. So tell us a little bit about social. What are you, what are you seeing um, is working, resonating? Like how can people, so I just, I just talked to one of the agents on our team. Um, she does a lot of uh, business through social. And this year she's going to do about 80 transactions and 30 of them are going to be um, people that reached out to her through Instagram. Um, you know, help us, uh, help people that may not see the, uh, um, you know, the path for social, uh, how to kind of build a name, build a brand and uh, kind of get out there. Also, what does it look like to build content? Because I know a lot of people will ask the question, will look at content and say, all right, I, I don't really know what I'm going to say. Would you mind just speaking to some of that? Absolutely. So before we talk content, you have to figure out what channel you're going to be on because the Facebook audience is different than the Instagram audience is different than YouTube is different than Snapchat or TikTok. So you have to know who your people are. And I love hearing about the success of Instagram. I think that's a really happy place. I love Instagram. LinkedIn is a great strategy too, if you know how to play in that sandbox, they're all just different. So my first big piece of advice is you do not have to be in all the channels. I personally am burned out on Facebook just because it got so nasty over the last few years. And Instagram has a little less of the nastiness in it. I also don't like the censorship aspect. So I don't want to give too much money to our big tech oligarchs. And I know we're streaming this. And so now they're probably going to shut down your page. But hey. And the reality is you, you have to investigate the algorithms. You have to investigate your audience. And Instagram does give killer insights on your audience of your post to help you know what's hitting and what's not. So when you think about content, I mean, honestly, look at your timeline. 
right now, people are talking about the devastation in Kentucky and Tennessee, Illinois and Arkansas. If your audience is talking about devastation elsewhere and you're a realtor, you talk about the Realtor Relief Fund and you offer to collect money and buy tarps for Kentucky and you show them that a realtor pays attention to what they're talking about. One thing that happens with realtors on social media is they get so tone deaf. They're not paying attention to what other people are talking about and you just bully your way through with this open house and this sale and it's really annoying and that could be why you're not getting much engagement. So your engagement could be current events related. It could be local politics related. And by politics, I don't mean Republicans versus Democrats. I mean, what's happening with your school board? What's happening with planning and zoning? What are you paying attention to that nobody else is paying attention to? And you don't have to be inflammatory, by the way. You just got to be paying attention. And then you think about your local businesses. Think about your favorite restaurant. Why more realtors don't make a video inside their very favorite local restaurant is boggling to me because y'all love drinking a glass of wine at that Italian place. And it's owned by the guy who lives a neighborhood over from you. Don't forget that he's in front of more prospects than you'll ever be in front of. They know him by name and he knows them by name. So if he has a favorite realtor, it may as well be you. Right. Right. Very cool. Jeff, do you have some, uh, I've got, I've got some other questions. Jeff, you have some questions here, some thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess when it comes, when I, you know, when I break down social media, I got three questions uh, and Lee, you kind of alluded to the first one that I think is more important than, you know, it's, it's the first hurdle. Uh, I think it's more important than what platform you get on, what more important than what content you share is how do you get over yourself, right? Uh, because in order to put yourself out there, as you said, we're all going to be cringeworthy. We're going to have to just uh, learn as we go. So, you know, you alluded to this earlier. How did you, you know, before we get into content and, and platforms, how did you kind of jump into this and, and how did you kind of get over yourself and, and just put yourself out there? Well, first of all, I reference video a lot because it is far and away a bazillion times more effective than any static post you can ever put together, where it's, whether it's a carousel or anything else, video is more powerful. And what you have to realize is if you think you're too old or fat or ugly or stupid or you don't sound good, you don't know what to say, you don't have the right equipment, and you're basically a disaster your clients already know this because they met you. And if you're old and fat and ugly and stupid and don't know what you're saying, they used you anyway. So what are you afraid of? I mean, honestly, it's so interesting how nobody else ever says things as ugly to us as we say to ourselves. So when I'm thinking about making a video, at this point, I'm immune to trolls and ugly comments. I catch a lot of shit for being Southern. People that say I talk like a hillbilly or redneck. I'm off the Beverly Hillbillies, I don't give a rip what they say because they watched my video and they know my name and that's all that matters is the fact that you're out there is more than your competitors are. I'd also point out that the first three videos are going to be really hard because you haven't built the muscle yet. You know that when you go to the gym on January 1st, and y'all are going to because we all do, you're going to work out January 2nd, you're going to wake up and you're still going to be fat and out of weight and out of shape and you're going to be mad about it. So what are you going to do? Are you going to stop working out and say, well, it didn't work? Or are you going to say, uh, I got to go back and build the muscle. So 
So the second video you make is gonna be slightly easier, but still hard. The third video will be a little bit easier. And then you'll be golden because you'll now be immune to anything. You just pop and roll. And that's what happens with making video. And I can't stress it enough. The only person who's in your way is you. And when you make a little video and put it out on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you put it, your mama is going to comment. And so is your best friend. Hey, I love you. You look great. This is great. They're going to give you all this love. And then you're going to say, but Lee, I only got two comments. I got one like. All right, so the likes and the comments are vanity metrics. They don't matter. What matters is doing something. Once you start doing things, people will start to notice. And you also become really comfortable creating content once the fear is put to the side. Right. So can you give us, uh, I think one of the things that I see, you know, I, I decided a while ago, I was going to put one piece of content out every single day on social, um, you know, as part of this 75 hard that I was doing, um, you know, it's just like one piece of content a day. And so sometimes I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm looking for content, but I also struggle at times thinking, oh man, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? Do you mind sharing just like the last week, like, some of the different things that you've put out just to give people ideas of types of content that people are putting out? Well, the first thing I would suggest is that for most of us, you're not going to, how do I say this nicely? Realtors aren't disciplined or organized. So for you to try and make a daily content calendar is going to be next to impossible. So batch your content. And by that, I mean, make several pieces at one time. So let's say you're going to a final walkthrough. What do you tell a buyer at a final walkthrough? Well, you're probably telling them what to look for from the inspection list, the repair list, to look at walls and floors, and are the personal items still there that you negotiated in? Everything you would normally say to a buyer, you should video yourself doing the whole thing before they get there. And then you've cut that up and Shazam, you've got a month's worth of content just from what you normally say. You make a long video, hire somebody, it could be somebody local, or it could be somebody on Fiverr who can slice it and dice it into small bite-sized pieces of content. I can do the same thing with my, I have several series that are on my social and y'all are welcome. Of course, you know, you follow it, see something you like, take it, run with it, make your own version. You don't have to recreate the wheel. One of my series is spotlights on local businesses. And I mentioned spotlighting your favorite locally owned restaurant. Well, I will make appointments with five or six businesses in one day. I'll carve out three or four hours of time on my calendar like an appointment. I'll go to all those videos and all those, excuse me, all those businesses and make a little video. And now they fall into my series where they fall in, which is one a week. Well, if you make four of them in one afternoon, that's a month's worth of content for your businesses. I have a realtor tip series, which is like that comment I was making about your final walkthrough make four or five of those, drop one a week, shazam, there's another month's worth of content. And then you can do anything like that, right? So whatever your series is, batch your content. A pro tip on that though, is take like three outfits with you so you can change it up and people won't know you're recording everything on the same day. I have made that mistake many times. And then people call me out for saying, oh, you made all these on the same day. It doesn't, doesn't matter, but I'm vain. So I noticed that. No, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So 
So you've done a realtor tip series and can you give us like, give us uh, three, four, five tips, just, just things that just to kind of like, I, you know, my, my whole thing that I love on, on the podcast is instruction, not education. So, so that people can kind of get a color by numbers. That's why, that's why I love the MREA, the millionaire real estate agent book was like, it was kind of prescriptive. It told us exactly like that, just so that we can understand. I'd love to, I'd love to really understand how you think about it. Do you mind sharing with us some of the different tips that you've shared? Well, it's truly what I just said. So when you're at a place in your business that is where you replicate what you say, a final walkthrough is an example, a buyer consultation is an example, a seller consult, any of the things that you do repetitively, you record the whole thing because what what you'll find is that you're saying the same things over and over and those are your tips. Most realtors don't want to talk about what they're actually doing for their clients day to day, but that's a huge differentiator in a market full of competitors because we have more realtors than ever. We have apps, we have information all over the place and nobody knows what to do next. When you start showcasing all the things that you're doing, they're not giant earth shattering things. They're tips that you give. And so that tip could be, At a listing appointment, you show the seller where the lockbox goes and how it works. That doesn't seem like something that's insanely important, but you want to talk about something that will be relatable to your future sellers because they don't know how that lockbox works or why you hang it where you hang it. You could then talk about how we have had realtors of color that have had the police called on them because they're opening a lockbox on the back of the house on a hose bib. The listing agent thought they were hiding it and they put the other realtor at risk. So maybe you explain that in your video and then your sellers know, oh, this realtor is focused on fair housing. They're focused on treating their colleagues fairly and they're worried about my security and safety too. All of those messages are given out in a minute's time when you're explaining something that nobody else ever took the time to explain. That's what it looks like. And in the course of a realtor's day, I guarantee you're giving out a hundred little tidbits as you go. You're explaining the difference in FHA and VA. You're explaining what a conventional loan is. You're explaining what deposit money is. You're explaining how quickly you have to drop an offer. You're explaining not overlapping showings. All of those things that you think are basic are huge to the consumer because we forget as practicing realtors that we do this every day but for the clients we serve is an incredibly infrequent process. That's great. I, I, and I love how you broke that down, right? Everything from where to place a lockbox, you know, showings, you know, just, just all of the different pieces there, which, you know, some of us break down or, or forget about. So one of my good friends and a mentor, Tom, Tom Kroll, uh, said to me, he's like, Here, here's one of the biggest problems is like, if you're an expert, you're a 10 in your business and so you think that by bringing it down to a seven or a six level that you're speaking in a way that somebody's not an expert understands, but the reality is you need to bring it down to a one or a two. You need to understand that people don't understand what, what an FHA loan is. They don't understand. They don't even know that you can get a loan without putting 20% down. So, so we just take this stuff for granted, but we, we don't get it out there. So that, that's excellent. That's excellent. Jeff, and also remember too, like if you're an, if you're a seasoned realtor, don't forget that early career realtors are watching your content too. 
And there's a huge opportunity in this business for each of us that has ever said, we want to raise the professionalism in real estate to also make your fellow realtors better. And so don't, don't smack talk them on Facebook and don't be ugly to them. Instead, if that realtor did not know how to find the lockbox or why you had it here or there, you then have a video you could send back to them and say, hey, I ran this on Instagram a month ago and just thought it might be interesting to you. You're not talking down to anybody, you're elevating them. And that changes what people think of us as a profession. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Um, And I love, uh, you know, I I guess one of the things that I was thinking when you and Chris were both talking is, uh, you know, something that might not be rocket science to you uh, or something that may not seem important to you is uh, is genius and or vitally important to somebody else. Uh, You know, just speaking of the lockbox situation, Um, but getting a little bit more practical about what we're putting out there, like. Uh, on your videos, how long are your videos? Like how short is too short? How long is too long? Um, you know, like how, how, how professional does the content need to look? I know you said, you know, finding somebody to edit uh, and, and cut up the videos for you. Uh, you mentioned that that can be done on Fiverr, but, w- w- you know, breaking it down, I guess, like how long are your videos and how, um, you know, how professional are they? And, and I'm guessing that they get better as time goes on, right? I mean, you definitely get smoother with your content as time goes on. I work a normal price point, which means I'm working $400,000 houses in Charlotte that many people can buy. So I don't spend money on big video content. I use my iPhone. Now, if I were working in Manhattan, like my friend Patrick Lilly, he hires a professional high-end videographer to do his stuff because his market demands it. So it depends to an extent as to who you're working, what your niche looks like, what your price point area is, helps you determine the professionalism and expense level of your video. Back to length, it's gonna, I know you hate that I keep saying this, but it depends, right? So everything depends. If you're on YouTube, there's two kinds of content. There's YouTube shorts, they're 59 seconds or less, and they've been designed to compete with reels. Then you've also got the long form content. YouTube favors long form content. That means five to 15 minutes. So if you think about it, that video, this imaginary video from your final walkthrough, you can make an entire video if this is how a final walkthrough works and it takes you 10 minutes. You post the whole thing to YouTube and that's an evergreen piece of content, meaning it's not going to be constrained by market conditions or by which property you're looking at. Full disclosure, always have permission of the property owner before you make a video in their property. And then the shorter videos, so take that same 15 minute YouTube video you just made on final walkthroughs. That's the one you slice and dice to put on other channels so you can multi-purpose whatever content you make. On Instagram, you have reels. You can do 15s, 30s, or 60s, depending on your channel and what the length is. So those are going to be super short, super um, tiny pieces of content, micro content that keep people coming back for more. IGTV is now dead, which is fine by me because I I prefer reels anyway. And you can do things on Facebook. You can be any length, but we do know from research 
the viewers drop off your videos at a minute 40, unless you are super engaging. And no offense, most people are not super engaging. They just haven't developed the muscle yet to hold a content audience. And as you build your content, and as you build your confidence and your voice, you can do longer content. But knowing that people drop off at a minute 40, look, y'all, you got to get these house videos shortened up. You got to get these open house videos shortened up because most of y'all are putting out stuff that makes people's eyes bleed and makes them want to just throw their computer out the window because it's so long and dull and boring. Long is not your friend unless you're really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I remember that was, uh, you know, I'd, I'd been in ministry for a long time. And uh, I remember that was one of the things they said, if you, if you preach a sermon longer than 20, 25 minutes, you better walk on water. <laughs> so I think it's a similar That's thing. That's awesome. I'm stealing that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, uh, you take that to politics too. And what we say in politics is if you're explaining, you're losing. And the reason we say that is too much explaining turns people off. They want succinct, insightful information. And that's what you have to think about as realtors. You can give out so much information in a second because y'all do it on a conversion phone call. When the first time is that you talk to a buyer or a seller, you're so good at delivering what they want before you turn into an hour-long presentation. Think about those first phone calls and what you say. Here's your content. You guys are putting out content all day, every day. You just never turned on a camera so that you could capture it and put it on social. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so I, I would say... Uh, you know, this has been awesome. We've got four minutes left. So um, Lee, if, if people wanted to reach out to you or learn more about you or even have a referral, I'm assuming that you like referrals if you're a working real estate agent. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Well, I'll just be clear. I like good referrals of good, great people. I don't like jerks. And so if you have a jerky client, please don't send them my way. I'm very specific about that at my age, but I am on every social platform except I don't, I have a TikTok account, but I don't monitor it. I'm using that to test the waters on micro content. So don't message me there. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, I'm Lee Brown or Lee Thomas Brown, but my website's leebrown.com. And legit, if you see something that I'm putting out there, that's a, an idea you think you could emulate in your market, just consider this my blanket permission to take it, run with it and make your own version. The thing most realtors are taking and running with that I'm putting out there right now is on Thursdays. I drop a piece of content called Market in a Minute. It's a 15-second reel with a specific piece of data from my zip code. Take that and run with it. It's so easy to replicate what somebody else did because your market's not my market. Your audience is not my audience. And I live in an attitude of abundance. Sounds great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Any last-minute thoughts before we uh, start wrapping it up? The last thing I'll say is you have no excuse. You guys have been on Zoom for a year and a half. You, you cannot say that you're afraid of video. You cannot say that you don't know how to do video because you've had to. So now turn it from a have to into a want to. Start exercising that muscle and you'll be amazed at how much better the relationships are with your future clients when you just let them know who you are before they call you. And that's what all this boils down to. Social media introduces the best of you to the future client so they don't have to be surprised when they walk in the door. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, um, Jeff, do you want to uh, to wrap us 
and uh, also get let everybody know about the offer that we have. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Lee, just uh, just just uh, want to, again, thank you, affirm uh, the time that we've had together here. I'm guessing that, you, you know, being that you're in the car, you probably don't see the comments, but there's been some people here, uh, Lori LaRue included, um, just, you know, thankful for the information and, uh, you know, just got a lot out of out of the conversation here today. So thank you for that. Um, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I apologize for being on the road and off video, but realtors do what realtors got to do to take care of business. So I wish y'all the best and thank you for bringing good content to the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. So friends, wherever you're listening to the podcast at, whether it be uh, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, you know, wherever it is, you know where you're at. If you could give us a five-star review, that would be fantastic. Much appreciated. You can reach out to me on uh, any of the social media platforms. You find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Jeff Safright. Uh, you can call me personally, text me, reach out at 703-899-7270. Uh, Chris just put his Instagram in the in the chat box here. That'll be uh, open for just a few seconds. That's at Crad Rock, uh, Crad with two Ds, uh, Rock. Uh, reach out to him there. We would love to connect with you. However, we can help you grow your business. Uh, would love to love to be a part of that. And we'll be back on this Thursday. We, uh, Chris, do we want to do we want to mention this Thursday? Um, I guess uh, you know our next episode we're going to have on the uh, that's the the disc profile guy, correct? Yeah, yeah. The um, Jay Niblick who. Uh, created the assessment. So this was created before them, but he created the assessment for Tony Robbins. So um, yeah, which anybody that has listened to me knows that I definitely disc is, is how I read the world. So I, I it's going to be so fun and so exciting. Absolutely. So we hope to see you on there until then continue crushing. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 